Inside every one of us, deep in the soul, are the dreams we have for ourselves. Dreams of what might be, of what we might become, and how we might change the world by changing ourselves. You can achieve whatever you can dream. All it takes is a plan and the right teacher. Welcome to Success Left a Clue, the inspiring podcast from Robert Raymond Riopelle, who has traveled the world for over 15 years, unlocking the dreams we all have. And now, here's Robert. Welcome, everybody. This is Robert Raymond Riopelle, welcoming you to Success Left a Clue. This is episode number 15, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be the one that I actually planned on doing. I think I'm going to end up bumping that one down either one or two because of, you know, it's interesting how information can change decisions. Information, new information can have you think of other different things. And that is life. And, you know, success is one thing, a clue that success has left is, are you able to go with the flow? Successful people can. Successful people can make adjustments on the fly where need be. Unsuccessful people have a hard time doing things like that. And, you know, this is kind of a case in point to what this episode is going to be like. So right now I am sitting in Ho Chi Minh, formerly known as Saigon, in Vietnam. And I'm in my hotel room and um, very, very productive day today, getting a lot of stuff done, uh, enjoying a little downtime, you know, went for a nice swim, just relaxing, watched an amazing, <laughs> I mean amazing lightning storm outside. I happened to be up on the top deck of the hotel, undercover of course, and uh, watching, doing work up at their lounge area. And I was watching this phenomenal lightning show. And I was getting ready to come back down to my uh, suite to be able to do the episode that I'm now recording. And I was checking out Facebook real quick. And all of a sudden I got some news I was not expecting to hear or see. And it, I didn't realize how much it would actually affect me. And it got me really reminiscing and thinking. So this episode is going to be kind of um, a dedication and a bit of a what lessons did he bring to an amazing gentleman that I just found out passed away. At one point, he was known as the unknown billionaire. And if you've been in audiences with me where I've been on stage talking about, I use a specific example and I reference to this gentleman, a gentleman by the name of Bill Bartman, Bill Bartman. And he was, you know, at one point, the 19th wealthiest man in North America. His daily income at one point was half a million dollars a day. Half a million dollars a day. He ended up losing everything due to a bad partnership. And then started rebuilding from scratch. And when I met him for the first time, he was actually on one of our stages doing a presentation. And he just, I absolutely connected with him right away. He really impressed me with his story and who he was and how he chose to look at life. And so that's going to be the kind of things that this episode is going to be on. Probably going to be more than one clue that comes from this because he was not only a brilliant man, a man who knew what wealth was, but he was also a man that was caring, giving, and really believed in the good of people. And making sure, you know, the golden rule is what he lived by. Treat others the way you wish to be treated. Do unto others as you wish they would do unto you. So let's 
let's get started on this one. So as I said, I found out today via Facebook that this amazing gentleman had actually passed away. And the person who kind of announcement announced it happened to be a friend of his for a lot of years. And, and uh, I know him as well. And he put in his post you know, plea, he, that he's putting together kind of a, a remembrance of Bill and that he would love any kind of stories or how Bill touched your lives or, you know, favorite stories of his or um, what you learn from him, stuff like that. And instantly I wrote down a story that I share from stage a lot. And this is the one that some of you may have already heard. We talk about how your mind is nothing more than a great big filing cabinet. And your mind is like a computer, meaning it's not your success director. It's not your happiness director. It's not your relationship director. It is the director of just taking care of all the information, putting it in files where they belong. And as we talk about computer terminology, garbage in equals garbage out. So I'd use that example for a while. And then I met Bill and I, you know, ended up picking up his book because, again, I love to read books, biographies, life stories. And he used an example in there that I started to enhance the example with that I just shared. He says, think of your mind like a great big warehouse, 500,000, 600,000, 700 square feet or larger. Picture that's your mind, this warehouse. And the, the, the warehouse is completely empty except for one wall. Along that wall, there happens to be a row of filing cabinets. Now, some of you listening to this podcast may not be old enough to remember what an actual real filing cabinet looks like, but picture a filing cabinet. And he says also in your mind, you have something that is called a file master. And the job of this file master is to take all the information that's coming your way, grab it, file it, grab it, file it, grab it, file it, grab it, file it. And so the reason why the files in our mind happen to be outdated or from what we learned up to about the age of five, six, seven, or eight, or based in negative experiences, is because he says in the beginning when a child is born, the file master is able to keep up with all the experiences coming its way and file them properly. But all of a sudden as you start to get older and you start to experience more things, you end up inundating, over inundating the file master with so much information coming at him that he can't or she can't keep up with it. As an example, think of today's day and age with the internet, smartphones, tablets, everything that children have access to, how much even more information is coming to them than what we got when we were younger. And so around the age of five, six, seven, eight, all of a sudden the file master just cannot keep up anymore with all of this information. And so almost all the information just starts getting heaped up into this huge pile in the middle of the warehouse. And now the only thing that tends to catch the file master's attention is something that has an emotional impact behind it. And usually that's a negative emotional impact. And all of a sudden, that's what the file master grabs and files away. So think of it like this. You're walking down the street one day. You see the birds. You've seen lots of birds. No big impact emotionally. You just see the trees swaying. You feel the wind. It's a nice warm day. Beautiful sun. You see people walking, people talking. No big deal. This is stuff you see on a day-to-day -day basis. You're going across the street, and because you're paying attention to other things, you don't see a car, and all of a sudden, whoa, you almost got hit by a car. Emotional impact. File master goes, got it. Files it away. And all of a sudden, now, the things that you learned as a child, the things that brought in a negative emotional impact, 
that are in those files. That's what's dictating your life today. Every single decision you make, every thought you think, everything you look at and you with your filters and that you put a story behind is coming based on those files. And see, and this is kind of where I then sprouted out to that question I've asked on a couple of the podcasts. How many of you are still running Windows 95 as an operating system on your computer? And all the time I ask that from stage, people laugh. They go, that's a ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous question. And of course it is. You wouldn't even think of running Windows 95. But that's exactly what you're doing if you don't update the files that are in your mind. So that lesson that came from him has had a huge and profound impact on me for a number of years. And I've used that dozens of times from the stage, crediting where the, you know, giving credit where credit is due, letting people know that it's not my example. It comes from amazing gentleman known as the unknown billionaire. And that was just one of the fine or minor, let me rephrase that, not minor. That's just one of the lessons that I learned from Bill. You know, the first time I ever saw him on stage and, I guess what impacted me the most about him is he is a person that knows what he wants, goes for what he wants, and he expects greatness out of people. He doesn't let them play smaller than they are. And that's how he's able to start a business on his table at home with his wife and grow it into a business that had 3,900 staff, 3,900 people working for him. And some people called him a tyrant because he was hard on you. He expected a lot from you. He expected that you delivered your best. And it's because of that and that the golden rule of, or not golden rule, we talked about that one, but the rule in business of the customer's always right. How do you take care of the customer? And listening to how he described the way they would take an industry that tends to have a very negative um, energy around it, connotation around it, just what it is. He started in the collection agency, getting all the people that owed money, that weren't paying the money, and he would found a great way to be able to empower the people into paying off their debts instead of disempowering them, instead of getting on their case and you're a deadbeat and you'll never be successful and you know, threatening them and all that. He trained his staff step by step by step how to respect the people they were talking to, how to respect and help them through the system to be able to repair their credit. And this extended to his staff as well, even though he was hard on them expected the best of them. He also gave them the best. And he would tell a story as an example about how he opened a daycare right in the office building in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they had all their staff. They actually opened a daycare so that the family could be taken care of. They could go see their children at lunch breaks. They didn't have to worry about farming them out, paying out extra cash. The company took care of that. One year, they ended up deciding that they were going to take all of the staff and their families to Disney World. And he talks about how he was sitting there flying over the Tulsa, Oklahoma um, airport in his G6 jet plane, and he's watching 747 after 747 of chartered planes taken off one after another with all of his staff and their family to go celebrate at Disney World. That's what I'm talking about. So look at all the nuggets, all the clues, all the things that you know we, I, I've learned and I've shared with you that I personally learned from Bill right there. It's about having the tenacity to go for what you want, expecting the best of the people you work with, but treating people fairly, respecting people, respecting your clients, 
how your mind works, why your mind works, why the files are there. These were all some of the great things. But that's not even all of it. You know, he talked about how he went through self-esteem issues as a child, bullied as a child, a lot of things going on in his life that would shut down most kids. And he talked about how he's able to overcome a lot of the issues, how to move towards that success that he ended up having in his life. And I guess one of the things that, you know, I then even respected him more for is as he was rebuilding his wealth after losing it all, after, you know, getting dragged through the courts because a business partner did some shady deals, all of a sudden the government comes in, shuts them down, freezes up all their assets, bankrupts everything. He stuck to his name. He fought for what was right. He fought and to prove that he was not at fault no matter how bad his name was dragged through the papers and everything, because he stood behind his beliefs. And so even though he lost everything, he didn't, you know, a champion, a true champion, isn't someone, or a master, if you want to call it that, isn't someone who gets, doesn't ever get knocked down. They're a person that gets back up quickly, and that's what he did again and again and again. So here he is, he's rebuilding his wealth, he's rebuilding his name, he's rebuilding a brand, he's starting to empower people even more, and every one of the things that he would do is every time a corporation would bring him in to talk to their people, fly him in to wherever they were, as soon as he found out where he was going to be going, he would have his staff get a hold of four, five, or six of different schools in that city and see if they could book him in to come and talk at a school assembly to the kids about self-doubt, overcoming that self-doubt, owning their greatness anti-bullying, all of that. And he would do that as just one of his ways of giving back. He then mentored people that wanted to get into business. He mentored people in all areas of his life. So today, the world lost a gem, an amazing, amazing person that... I feel blessed to have met. I feel blessed to have gotten to know, help, be mentored by, get to mentor. And I'm going to keep thinking of all the lessons. You know, this episode was going to be more on um, one of the three R's that I go by. Keeping it real, relevant, and repeatable. And I'll let you know, he fit into all three of those things. He was real. He would tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. He didn't hold it back. He didn't candy coat it. He didn't try to save someone's feelings. He kept it real. He said it like it was. Everything he talked about, everything he taught was relevant. And you know, relevancy, that's what it, the next podcast is going to be on, is relevancy. Because that's another thing that he was. And you'll understand that if you decide to listen to episode number 16. And repeatable, repeatable. When you look at the definition of repeatable, it is a system that can be done again and again and again. Everything that he taught people, he made sure it was repeatable. That if they followed the system, they could have the success. If they followed the system, they could go in the directions they wanted to go. They could create the life that they wanted to create. So that's all the stuff that he would talk about. That's all the stuff that he did. That was Bill Bartman. I'm going to encourage you 
to find Google, that's who I respect. That's who I got to know. That's who I enjoyed learning from and being mentored by and getting to mentor in other ways for his journey for helping a lot of people. So I'm going to wrap this episode up with that. Bill, you will be missed. And your lessons will carry on. So everybody, this is Robert Raymond Realpel for Success Left a Clue, episode number 15. And now even more than ever, great reminder, always live with passion. Always live with passion. Until the next episode, have an amazing day wherever you are. You've been listening to Success Left a Clue with Robert Raymond Riopel, author of the soon-to-be-released book, Success Left a Clue. We hope today's inspiring message brings you closer to your dreams. To access program notes and helpful links, visit successleftaclue.com. Turn your dreams into reality. Please join us again for the next episode of Success Left a Clue.